McCall Way and Youth with a Mission over in Arusha, Tanzania, and it's a joy to be able to just uh, support this great work and that those who will come to know the Savior. After today, on the 17th, next Sunday, 24th, and the 31st, our special offerings are going to go to WOW, Women of Worth, that Marilyn is beginning. And um, uh, so there are expenses involved with getting a new ministry going. And remember January 13th and mark that down because on the 13th of January, we're going to host here many women from across the area with those who will come and God's going to touch them and bless them. And then who knows, one may even get saved that day. Wouldn't that be totally thrilling? And uh, so... Um, pray, pray for the launch of this. Uh, so in the five Sundays of this month, these first two, we're going to finish up with uh, um, Youth with a Mission, and then we'll begin Wow Women uh, toward the last three Sundays of this month. Also, next Sunday, if you don't like Jim and Nick's, I'm sorry, you have to bring your own food then, because Jim and Nick's will be catering here <laughs> next Sunday. We're, and uh, come prepared to give some kind of service to the Lord. Uh, and I already know that Marilyn's going to play a couple of tunes and, and others going to be engaged. Rhoda and I are planning to sing. And uh, if you can stand it one more time. And uh, different ones will be engaged doing different things. And as we celebrate uh, God's great work that he's done through his son. And uh, then Daniel's going to be preaching and uh, next Sunday. And then we're going to the food we're going to have table set up up here and we're going to do everything up here and all you got to do those of you that said you'll bring desserts bring desserts and uh, and drinks bring those drinks and i'm putting in an order for um yes thank you and uh so um you might as well not worry about your figure or anything till after the holidays are over okay just just forget about it and uh we're going to celebrate uh, praise God tonight everyone say tonight, tonight. you're able to come and uh, I know there's only a few of us here today but uh, we're going to be going to Chris and Susan's house for a prayer fellowship meeting and I do know they're providing um, chili yay perfect on a night where it's going to be in the low 40s and the 30s so perfect for that and a good fellowship wonderful time of worship and prayer and uh, over at Chris and Susan's so Praise God for that. All right. <clears throat> so, Doc, if you'll grab the basket there, and uh, if you have a gift to put in there that you haven't already done online, that's great, or by text. Uh, thank you so much. So, All right, Doctor, if you'll lead us in prayer, will you? for your giving. All right, if you have a Bible, um, let's go back to 1 John, uh, 1 John chapter 4, if you will.
us to do some more celebrating today. Very excited about what God has done for us. Anybody here excited about what God has done for us? And I want us to celebrate his goodness today. And uh, I got to thinking about, as I told you last week, um, you know, about why. Why did Jesus come? Um, and why did God send him? And so we looked at this passage from uh, 1 John chapter 4 concerning that question. But also very excited because I read about um, the pastor from up in Deer Park, New York. This was a, something that was just posted on Facebook and it had to do with why and how we needed a revolution in this hour. And I think he really means in the Western church, you know, how we need a revolution of love at this hour. Um, we got too many believers that are uh, so-called there. Was it Galatians 5:15? They are. Uh, he said, uh, "Beware, lest you, if you bite one another, that you don't devour one another." And uh, there are just believers out there that are biting one another and they're devouring each other, and that's not the heart of God. I've been in some churches. Okay, I've been in some places where a lot of that has happened, and thank God that that's been kept to a minimum here um, uh, and that's and I pray that God continues to uh, how can I say this that we walk in the unity of the spirit and that's my prayer and that we all come to the unity of the faith but then my prayer has also been that we walk in harmony together There's nothing more, I think, well, one of the great things Satan wants to do is to disrupt harmony among the body of Christ and the unity that we have by the Spirit of the Lord. And you, would you say me? <laughs> yeah, we are responsible to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And then Colossians says in the perfect bond of love. Can you say I'm responsible? I'm responsible to endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace which he has brought among us okay and in the perfect bond of love and uh, so last week we spent a long time and we'll read it today about this very thing right here but he said we not only need a revolution of love we need a revolution of power and I go oh yeah I like that and, uh, and I want us today to talk about a few things and, and I'll be quite frank with you uh, which I usually am. But uh, there's only a couple of thoughts the Lord's given to me and nothing else would gel. And I'm going, okay, Lord, what are you doing today or what do you want to do in this assembling today? And uh, so I'll give you a few thoughts and if he gives me something else, I'll share it with you. But uh, as we look at God's word uh, together today and, uh, and some things that help me uh, even this week, let me put it that way. So... Um, what does he say here? He says, beloved, verse 7. Uh, would you look at, uh, would you do this again? Look at each other and just call yourself beloved. beloved. Yeah, beloved, you are beloved. Okay, by the Lord. Beloved, he's writing this, and you are beloved to me. Beloved, let us, wait a minute, the old King James, beloved. Beloved. You got to put the ed on there at the end. Yep, come on, beloved, beloved. <laughs> beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. 
you marked that down. We talked about the distinguishment of the kind of love that we're talking about. And uh, the world does not, they really don't know what love is. Love is from God. And everyone, I want you to say that word. Everyone. Who loves, okay, is what? Is born of God. Now, if you have the definition of the Bible, if you have the definition of God, again, about what love is and what is it, I told you last week, what is the definition of the Bible definition of love? Absolutely. And that's 1 John 3, 16, without referencing other places, but it is laying down your life for someone else. You want your marriage to work? Lay down your life for your spouse. Thank you, Michael. You said amen. I was just fixing to get the wall to say amen for me. Thank you. You, you, want, you want your parent relationships, child relationships to work? How many of you got to know you got to lay down your life for your children? Ask Miss Betty right here. Uh, how, how, how much I admire what Betty Schaub is doing with Nathan. This is, this is totally awesome. Come on. And the raising him up in the ways of God and the nurture of the Lord at her age and, uh, you know, she's only 55, so I'm just, forgive me, Heavenly Father. But, come on, she needs applause right now. You know, if you're going to lead something, you've got to lay down your life. If you're going to, you know, that's the heart of the Father, okay? Uh, what's First John? What do you say back here in First John chapter 2? Remember those? He challenged us not to love the world and he challenged us not to love the things of the world and if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is, is not in him. Notice the love of the Father and that's the kind of thing we're talking about here. Uh, this love for the world thing, they don't understand what love is uh, because love of the world is all about you and so the love of the Father is not in him. And then he goes on to say, you know, all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, most of the life, pride of life. It's not from the Father, but it's from the world. And, but praise God, I want you to tell your neighbor or your son or whoever, I want you to look at him and say, the world is passing away. Take heart. <laughs> the world is passing away and also all of its lust. I am, uh, what a day that will be. But, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. Amen. Thank you, Randy. That's so. So, everyone who loves is born of God. That's powerful. Born from above. We call it, we call it born again. But it's born of God. By the way, you're either born of flesh or you're born of God. You're either born naturally or you're born supernaturally. One or the other. And not only is born of God, but guess what? I love this. Knows God. Knows God. Has become acquainted with his ways. Verse 8. The one who does not love does not know God. For God is love. And then verse 9. So by this, the love of God was manifested, revealed 
toward us, King James Version says, uh, NIV says among us, probably better interpretations. The love of God was manifested toward us, and how do we know that God loves us? That God has sent his only begotten son into the world. Wow, thank you. Into the world, into the cosmos, into the cosmopolitan, into the family of nations, God has sent his son into the world so that we might live through him. And remember, he came into the world and the world did not receive him or the world did not understand him. And so the world could not distinguish him from anybody else and they don't know, even know who we are apart from anybody else. But one day, praise God, God is going to show off his sons and daughters. And I love to repeat this, even though we mentioned it last week. God is going to show you off, and I want you to tell her that. Will you, will you tell her that? Okay. Come on, tell, tell her that. God is going to show you off. And the world is going to know who you are. Okay. I walk in here this morning, and I had on, I had on my big heavy coat and, you know, whatever, and uh, my, my nice dress coat that I get to wear when it turns cold and uh, might as well not let the moths have it. I need to wear it every now and then. And Doc goes, who are you? And I said, I am a son of the living God. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is so wonderful. God has sent his son, only begotten son into the world so that we might what? Live through him. We'll say more about that in a moment. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son. And who is he? He is the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love is perfected. It has reached its ultimate expression, not just through one person, but through many in us. And by this, we know that we abide in him. And he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. That's the message for today. We have seen and testify remember no one has seen God at any time but we have seen and testify that the father has sent the son who is he that phrase who is he say it again he is the savior of the world now we have conference going on right now Pete and I were talking about this yesterday morning and this conference is called the climate summit and this climate summit is called Conference of the Parties 28, which means there have been 27 previous ones of these over the last 27 years. And King Charles comes and he opens up this whole thing. And it's the first time that they've had religious uh, expressions at this conference. People from all over the world have gathered up to 70,000 at this climate conference. And they have actually had, um, uh, they are calling, they are calling uh, Pope Francis the prophet. 
And they, including some decrees that the Pope has put out, they are actually, you know what they're out there? They're out to save the earth. I, it just struck me reading this right here. Gee, God sent his son to save the world. Now, in the Bible, the world, the, the word world and earth are two different things. When he, okay, they're out to save the planet. God is out to save the people. <laughs> That's what he means by world, the cosmos, the people, the family of nations, and the ethnicities of all the world. God is out to rescue the people. These folks are out to try to save the planet. Of course, that's, that's just all a smokescreen for what they really want to do. <laughs> um, of course, they think in saving the planet that they have to eliminate, uh, uh, what, eight and a half, eight, eight, seven and a half billion people because they believe that the population is way too much and the planet can't survive. And if we could just get down to 500 million people and, and folks that might be listening to me online and you're going to say, this is crazy talk, absolutely, but go read their writings. Go read the writings of these leaders and these elites and these people and what they're, what they're putting together. But Christ, God, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to save people. <laughs> I love that. God sent his son, he has given us, he has sent his son to be the savior of the world, which portends that the world needed saving, the people need saving, and rescuing, and redeeming. And how did he do that? He sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation just simply means, I think New International Version says that it's an atoning sacrifice, and that's a good word. Atoning, I've had a hard time all my life understanding atoning or atonement until I heard a professor say it means at one, to be at one together, which means it's reconciliation. That's what it is. And that sacrifice had to take place, which means, which means that the wages of sin is death, which means there has a price to be paid for sins that have been committed and for sin that dominates the world. And there's so much I want to preach today and say about this. But he sent him specifically to be our propitiation, to be our reconciling sacrifice, our atoning at one sacrifice. So he's our substitute, and we're all going what? Praise God, yeah. Yeah, he took your place, he's our, and he's, he's the um, all-sufficient sacrifice, and he is the satisfactory sa sacrifice to, to God our Father. Oh, this is wonderful. So... Uh, he wants you I'll let you kind of point to your neighbor he wants you he wants you to live he wants you to have life everybody familiar with this word and he wants you to have it how more abundantly full and overflowing now so which brings me to this thought, so, you know, uh, what's the old song that Dennis used to sing around here? There's a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the blind to see. Open prison doors, sets the captives free. There's a river of life flowing out of me. Spring up a well within my soul. Remember Dennis singing that? 
But what happens with many believers is that the river, by the way, what did he say? John 7, that there would be, um, there would be rivers. I think it's the final day of Sukkot, and the Lord stands up and talks about how, you know, come to me, all you who are thirsty. And he says, I am, I am the water of life, and there will be, he didn't say a stream trickling out. What did he say? He didn't even say a river. He said what? Plurals. You're on it. Rivers. So why are they so stopped up? Your river's flowing. I, can, I just know it. And it's gonna, we're going to hear testimonies from what God does this afternoon because the river, rivers are flowing out of you and it's going to bring life to those people. Come on. Yeah. You can see it when, the, when they're up here singing and leading worship and the rivers are flowing from our praise team. Come on, shout to the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Shout to the Lord. See, <clears throat> he says in verse 13, by this, by this we know. Do you like to know some things? Boy, I do. I don't like being in the dark about stuff. I'm ignorant of a lot of things that I don't want to be, and I'm trying to learn. Uh, but here, here it is. By this we know that we abide in him, and he abides in us because... Y'all read the next phrase. More than Bobby. Somebody else say it. Verse 13. Yeah, is it not up here? Yeah, because he has what? Given us. Now, you know how I used to read that? I used to read it as it says back in the last verse of chapter 3. Because he's given us his spirit. Now, I praise God, he's given us his spirit. Okay, by the way, if you don't have the spirit of Christ, you're none of his. Okay. And the moment you get redeemed and born again, guess what? Guess who comes to live and take up residence within you? Who is that? The spirit of the living God who has come. But he didn't say here he has given us his spirit. What did he say? See that word right there? That little preposition? That's very important. <laughs> because he has given us of his spirit. Well, of course, in this context, the thing he's talking about that has been given to us through his spirit is love. In that Romans chapter 5, where he said the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through the spirit whom he has given to us. Okay? So when love is not being expressed, when love is not being demonstrated within the body of Christ, something wrong But it's not just love. Because what else do we have? What else do we have from the Holy Spirit? What else do we receive from the Holy Spirit? Y'all teach me now. Because y'all know. Y'all know this. Yeah, just go ahead. Okay, we have eternal life. Because he's known, he's known as the spirit of life. Okay, so we have life. But there's something that comes out of that life. Okay, he's also the spirit of truth. He's also the spirit of grace or God's favor. Grace and the Holy Spirit are one and the same thing. And so here we are. We have His Spirit. We have life. We have grace. We have truth. Okay? But what comes of that grace? What comes of that life? 
That's what we're aiming for. What comes of that? Say it again. Power. Power. Power comes. Y'all believe that? You acknowledge it. Let me put it that way. You acknowledge that? Man, yes, I, I, I do too. By the way, can I say this statement? I might as well say it before I forget it because it just helped me. Um, we, we've sung the song around here in the past. More love, more power, more of you in my life. More love, more power, more of you in my life. And I will worship you with all of my life. Can I tell you something today? You don't need more love, more power. You said it. You don't need more of God. God needs more of you. I was convicted and, and it, spoke, it just spoke to me again last Sunday night and we were meeting at our home for the prayer fellowship and we got to talking about uh, and uh, Enoch, Enoch walked with God. How many of you know that God walks with you? Come on, testify, preach to me. Come on. God walks with you. The question is, are you walking with God? You, you follow me? It's not more of him in us, it's more of us in him. Get this. I got to thinking about some of these great faith healers of the past, and I'm talking about legitimate faith healers of the past, and there were some great men. You know what I found? And I've just realized in, in their particular field of, of the gifts of healing that, you know, those guys, those men, and I'm thinking right now particularly of Dr. Charles Price, uh, the great evangelist of the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, and all he did was walk with God. All he did was ever pray. Well, all he did was, well, no wonder he was in such tune with the Lord. And when it came time to minister to people, you know, he had such faith and it was real and it wasn't something mental and made up. It was just, it was just there. And he walked with, it wasn't more of God he needed. He was into God. Oh, Lord, you're speaking to me. You're teaching me. How do you know? By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. The spirit has come and now the spirit's got all kind of, he's got all kind of fruit for you to manifest, right? We've talked about that in the last month or two. Well, what's the first fruit? Love and then joy will be a result and then peace will be a result. Then comes what? Patience and kindness and goodness. And then after that, faithfulness meekness, self-control. And we talked about the distinguishments between those three sets of, of, of the fruit that are born. Those are, those are of the Spirit. And then someone mentioned this morning in, in our Bible study hour downstairs, so how about, does he give gifts? <laughs> I love this. Whereas we're talking about Hanukkah time or the Christmas time and what we do, God is, God is all about presents. He got presents for you. Will you tell your neighbor that back there? They need to, they need to be reminded. We turn around and tell them. He got presents for you. He got gifts. I love this. Because, how do we know that we abide in him and he in us? Because he has, what's this word? Given. Given? given. <laughs> yeah, he sent his son. Okay? And he sent his son to be the propitiation. He sent his son that we might live through him. Then unstop the well. 
I'm not here so that you can try to get more power. All the power you need is already re resides in you, in me. I'm absolutely convinced of that. What God's asking us to do, whatever, stopping up the well, get it out. Get rid of it. <laughs> you know, let the rivers flow. And I'm just telling you, even though Wayne and Jane are not able to be here today, and they can testify to this, and over all the years that I've been here, I just remember three different people at three different uh, times, and I'm talking about years apart, came through this building and said, there's going to be a river of life flowing right through here, and off of that's going to be all kinds of streams, and there's going to be fire running across here, a river of fire, and God's going to do it. Three different people who don't know each buddy, who don't know each other, said it, and when God tells you in twos or threes, Okay. You don't forget that kind of stuff. And, and so he's given us his spirit. Will you all acknowledge that? Well, he's also given us of his spirit, your giftings, your abilities, this fruit that's being born, these gifts that we talk about out of Romans 12 and out of 1 Corinthians 12 and out of Ephesians 4 and all of these gifts that he has given to his people because he's such a great giver. Okay, and this is how we can know. How can you know in this context? It's because the love of God is just flowing out of your heart. We live in a world of dissension and aggravation and strife. We live in a world of jealousy. We live in a world of, of hate. We live in a world... By the way, let me say this because I said it last week. It bears repeating. That this passage says no one has seen God at any time. But I'm telling you, the world needs to see God. And when we demonstrate what has been given to us of the Holy Spirit, they see God. Man, there's something about you. Or a collection of us together. They see God. They see God. And those people, like John, can say, we have seen and testify that the Father has hit the Son. Matter of fact, the disciples, John writes in John, John chapter 1, 1 John chapter 1, and he says, we heard him. We saw him. We touched him. <laughs> he was manifested among us, the eternal life. By the way, it's a quality of life. It's a type of life, and that life is the light. And people need the light. Oh, my soul. Uh, so, I'm really today wanting to celebrate the power. <laughs> celebrate that we have power. And to do whatever God's called you to do or laid on your heart to do, or even if it's some ridiculous thing like um, one of my favorite missionaries is, is David Hogan. And way back in his past, uh, ministering down in Mexico, he, he talks about the first time God ever led him to pray for somebody that had just drowned in a river and there was 400 people standing on the banks from the village all around and God said, go lay your hands on that boy and raise him to life. And he did what I would have done. Oh, wait a minute, God. What if this don't work? Wait a minute, God. <laughs> of course, David has this phenomenal walk with God. He's not, he's not just God walked with him. He was invested in God. And... Uh, and I won't go through the whole argument that he gave back and forth with God. And he finally went over and obeyed God. And guess what happened? 
Yes, and I don't know how long he laid there, an hour or two, or what was going on, but when he came, the boy arose from the dead. I want you to celebrate the spirit that's in you. I want you to celebrate the gift that God has given us. See, he wants us to live through him, the Lord Jesus Christ who gave us his spirit. He wants us to live. And it's not just initially when you get saved, it's continually day by day, week by week, which is what Chris was teaching last night uh, here at the Jesus house. Uh, that's the only way to live. I'm at, God, what are you in today? I, I come in here today. I had two things on my mind. I said, this is going to be a short meeting. It's going to be a short message unless you show up and whatever you give me, you want to give me, oh Lord. And, you know, it was like, okay, are you going to trust me today? Because I went home last night after that meeting and I was exhausted and I sat there for an hour trying to figure out what else I'm going to preach and it was wasted time. And at 10 o'clock, I finally went upstairs and checked out the weather situation and uh, see who won the Heisman Trophy. Not that that's anything earth-shaking, but, uh, you know, and went on to bed. I, just... I love that part of Home Alone movie, I guess, where he does that. I just... <laughs> anyway. Um, so, to live through him. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And by the way, he gave you different gifts than I got. You got different gifts than I got. You got different gifts than one over there, but we need to put them all together. Man, it's dynamo and dynamite and wonderful. So anyway, this is uh, what we need is a revolution of the love of God. He has not given us the spirit of fear, correct? By the way, there are fearful things fixing to come on this planet, on this earth, even now. And there are decisions being made that are going to be implemented. They are done. I'm talking about the COP, the Conference of the Parties 28. I'm talking about the Climate Summit. I'm talking about the world leaders. They are done planning. They are ready to implement and they intend to implement. And they are going to make changes beginning in 2024. And we're not going to like the changes. There are fearful things coming on the earth, at least to us as believers. Okay? He has not given us the spirit of fear, but he has given us the spirit of and what do we have of his spirit? Love, power, sound mind. Yeah. And I want anybody ever taking my sound mind away. Anyway. Um, I hope you got something from that. That's all I got. The Lord has shut me down. You know, I've been doing this 50 years. My, one of my biggest regrets, but I'm over it. I'm moving on with Jesus, is that I didn't know how to operate this way 20 years ago. The tragedy would be if I know what I know now and not operate in it, not surrender to him.
And uh, so, may the, yes, Bobby. I just want to share something with everybody. Kyle wrote another song yesterday, and I just want to share the words to it. Um, the name of the song is On a Journey, and I can't wait to hear. He's written four songs since he's been over in the Ukraine, and can't wait to hear all of these with, with music. It's in the morning where I rise anew. I'm seeking God's grace, Lord, to be more like you. Walking in your footsteps day by day, living for your glory, come what may. I'm on a journey to be more like Jesus with every step. I feel I'm drawing near. With a heart of worship, I lift your name. I give a shout of praise in Jesus' name. Forgiveness is flowing like a gentle stream. Your reflection is a radiant beam. And every trial, I will trust your ways. Lord, let my life be a hymn of praise. Um, close in times of strife, teach me, Lord, to walk this path of life. And in humility, let your light shine. Guide me, Lord, through all of my time. As the day comes to an end, thankful for your mercy and where I've been. On this journey, Lord, help me stay, living for your praise all of my days. Wow, that's great. And that fits hand in glove with this, what we're talking about. Can't wait till he's back and he gets to play. And the worship team gets to sing some of these songs he's written. Uh, you see, that's his gift. That's one of his gift things. And, uh, Anyway, may stand to your feet, if you will. I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Fathers, we stand in your presence. I thank you for this church, this local body. I pray, God, that we'll live more abundantly than we ever have of you. I pray for them, for me. Oh, God, that we will live of your spirit, by your spirit, in tune with your spirit. Submission, perfect submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior am happy and blessed. And I pray that those rivers of life will flow out of us to bring healing, health, life, and blessing to other people. God, may you be glorified through us individually, collectively, even as households. Restore and renew your people. May we leave here high-stepping it because we're celebrating what we have of your spirit. We're celebrating the love and the power. Hallelujah today. Lord, and let it be a wonderful, thrilling revolution in us and through us for the glory, for the praise and honor of God. In Jesus' name, amen.